Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, a good good morning and welcome to the Shred Show Live. Like I mentioned, I am super excited to have Matt join me this morning. And again, a discussion that I don't typically have. We're always talking about mortgage and real estate and marketing and social media. But this morning in particular, when Matt and I spoke a few weeks ago, I said, you know what, Matt? This could be a very relevant discussion for everything. People, you know, business may be down for them a little bit. So sharing some tips and tricks and strategies when it comes to bookkeeping and finances is a really, really good thing. But before we get into in that discussion, I want to get to know Matt a little bit better. So Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in finance? How did you get started in bookkeeping? I actually want to back this up. So a couple months ago, or I guess a year ago now, uh, we had a store on Mill Ave, which I'm located in Phoenix, Arizona. And so Mill Ave's like the downtown area of Tempe, which is like ASU College, the whole nine yards. And it was called Shred Club. So Let's when I go. saw your agency was Shred, Shred Media, I was like, Dude, I already like this guy. So that's awesome. <laughs> We're shredding together, man. See, two shreds together. always make a right. <laughs> so uh, finance, I don't know. I just grew up like um, my parents didn't really manage money well, which ended up when I was younger, ended up causing uh, they had a business which mm. ended up failing. There's just like a, uh, you know, my dad's filed bankruptcy a couple times. Dang. And so there's just like a lot of turmoil growing up when it came to money. And uh, I vowed to never, ever allow that to happen. So even going into business and everything, I've always been super diligent with the finances. Um, grew up doing the envelope system where I wouldn't even cash checks or I wouldn't even deposit checks when I was you know, 16, 17 years old. I would cash them and I'd literally put them in different envelopes. And so when I'd go on dates with girls or I'd go out with friends, <laughs> I'd be pulling money out of each thing and... Um, dude, I love it. Dude, you were diligent. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that's just kind of carried on. And I thought everybody did this, right? I was like, oh, all these business owners, they're all in the 20s, 30s, 40s. Like they're all adults. They know what they're doing. And uh, as I get older and start, you know, working with in the bookkeeping business, working with uh, these, we primarily work with real estate investors and uh, a couple other service industries. But man, it's just a mess. It's like, it's a it's a complete mess like right. the amount of debt there's no structure you're trying to navigate the you know you're trying to navigate the world especially right now with the changing market and it's like you don't even have a foundation to stand on because yep. everything's just mixed and mingled and like it's like you're already stressed out because you're kind of putting on this face of like oh i have it all together when you know deep it down subconsciously it's a mess and so now you can't make moves, right? So it's mm. like, it, it it honestly breaks my heart. Like I've worked with some clients. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to have a hard freaking conversation with this guy on our next call. Dude, finances are one of those things that we often push to the side. We don't know. It's, it's cliche to talk about them. It's, it's, it's almost one of those things. It's almost hush hush. But you and I both know, I mean, from from past, I, I didn't experience as much as you did growing up. But, you know, we, we were never a wealthy family by any means. But 
anybody who's ever experienced when finances are short or, you know, making it month to month, it creates a lot of contention. It can create a lot of frustration with marriages, within families. So finances are one of those things that are absolutely critical. But again, they sometimes are swept under. They're, they're not always the easiest discussion to be having. So that's why when you and I were, were talking about them, and like you said, you guys mainly deal on the real estate investing side, but you're like, hey, let's just even talk about a few simple things, mistakes that I've seen, like a few things that could maybe be shared that could help the general population. Plus, you come from a mortgage background as well. You're a loan mm -hmm. officer, mortgage specialist. So I'm like, dude, you kind of come from our, our background as well. So we want to share some things with our community that may really help them in times right now where they're struggling. So with that, Matt, what are some of like what are some of those biggest mistakes that you see right now? Just some super like just fundamentally, like I the way that I view the finance world right now is you've got you've got uh, Dave Ramsey, you've got Grant Cardone or nothing. Yeah. right like that's, that's kind of crazy <laughs> it's like that extreme or this extreme and they both have their place i love grant cardone's message like make more money make more money make more money that really is the answer to so many people's problems but then you've got dave ramsey's you know like he's kind of more defense right like sure. let's create the budget let's stick to this let's plug the holes in the ship you know let's cut back spending and i think that di during different times you know, it depends. And I think for the last two, two and a half years, it's been Grant Cardone. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you spend. It doesn't matter. You don't play defense all in offense go. Well, now the tide is kind of lowering for a little bit and there's some exposed ships. There's some exposed holes in the ship that are getting more and more exposed. And so now it's time. Well, it was time like a year ago, but mm. it's time to really focus on that defense. And, um, you know, any, it, it's going to seem simple, but it's like you have a bucket of money, right? And if that bucket of money is leaking holes everywhere, that's your problem. So going and making more money is just going to cause more leakage, right? Just more leakage. Hmm. So something that I do, so an exercise that I go through with clients that really don't know what, like... Matt, I need help, right? They're freaking out. They're maxed out on their credit cards, 90, 95% um, DTI, like just scared. Crazy. Right? Just scared. Uh, the first thing I do is I go through their bank statements and I actually map out how their money flows. Uh -huh. Because a lot of people, and it's an exercise I haven't actually heard anybody else do, but it makes you visualize how money is flowing in your business and when you look at it it always looks like a spider web it's like what in the heck is going on and it makes people realize why it's so difficult to untangle the whole mess mm. so then i'll go through and i'll figure out um you know like what categories are we spending the most money on that are not relevant Ah, uh, so it's not so much like people always get this mindset of like, oh, I need to just make more money. A lot of times it's just looking inward and be like, hold on, maybe we're making some spending and maybe there's some spending issues that are yeah. the, the base of the problem. Yeah. And I'll say like one, one recurring problem. I don't know why, maybe they're just like really freaking good at marketing, but like so many people have an acorns account or like some sort of these like small little investment accounts, which is cool. Like if you're going to invest, invest. But if you're going to invest 
into the S&P 500, which let's just say, what, 8% on average this year, negative 8%. I say, right. (laughs) So let's just say historic average, right? Like all the experts want to say 8%. All right, cool. If you're maxed out on your freaking credit cards at 18 to 25%, your $7 a week that goes into your Acorns account, you're losing money over here at 24%. In your credit cards so it is a better investment to pay off your credit cards because now you're not losing 24 percent right you're you just literally arbitraged for somebody else hey Dude. let me borrow money at 24 percent so i can make seven percent now the bank makes money because you're an idiot like <laughs> <laughs> i love the honesty here and plus trent trent is losing money in starbucks and mcdonald's Trent, you gotta no so i want to talk about this this is an interesting i want to stay on this topic where you're at but is it the little spending that hurts people matt is it like is it the starbucks is it the mcdonald's is it little spending like that 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 overall can hurt because even your point here the acorns account that's really funny i do not have an acorns account i'm i've heard a lot of people are like oh yeah we love acorns but is it the minute spending on the starbucks and mcdonald's does that make it does that make a big deal it depends on the volume right mm, it's like okay like we'll go eat, drink starbucks like i don't think that saving your i'm 100 percent with grant cardone grant cardone on this like your five dollar starbucks isn't what's going to bankrupt you what's going to bankrupt you is the starbucks then the nicer haircut then the nicer car then the nicer this right it's like it's like somebody gets one nice thing and then all areas of life everything they do gets nicer and then they get a taste of the next nice thing and then everything else gets nicer and then they get a taste of this nice thing and then everything else gets nicer mm. and then it's very humbling to have to go backwards sure right well it's that taste is keeping up with the joneses too and especially in this the social media world everybody knows i love social media but you start to see like oh you know matt got a nicer car maybe i need like oh maybe i can afford this or i can do this and then it just becomes you get stuck in this with this uh, rat race of like oh i gotta keep doing this i gotta get better and like you said most people aren't willing to be humble enough to take a step back and be like okay i i gotta cut the spending here like you said i gotta plug these holes in the ships so so how do we like what do you, what is what's the thing that you when you see somebody who has made these mistakes who've got who have almost got themselves to where they're taking on so much water what what are the steps for them how do you really start to help them to say okay we got to stop the we got to stop the water coming in the the quickest thing anybody can do is realize what they're spending money on and just hemorrhage the blood that's flowing out mm-hmm. right yeah. like like we just need to stop bleeding that's usually the first thing right step 1 Let's stop this nonsense. Stop the chaos. Stop the nonsense. Right. Step two, I think, is let's figure out a couple things that we can pull back. Depending on the degree of uh, your situation, there's going to be more or there's going to be less. Right. Um, and then nine times out of 10, you're in this situation because you're not making enough money. Right. If you lose a little bit of money every month, but you have some credit lines or you have like some some cash or you know something that can kind of float you i think it's okay to go into debt like i don't think that all debt is bad agree the debt that is bad is the reason why the starbucks kills you is because you pay five dollars for a starbucks or seven dollars now for a starbucks that you can't afford and then you pay 24 percent interest on it on a credit card and then you do it again tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and then you have 30 days at $5, $150 plus 24% plus the next month, plus the next month, plus the next month. 
extrapolated over five years when you think you that you know what you're doing and you're going to pay this off at some point. And now you're $3,000 in Starbucks debt plus 24% interest, right? Like that's why you get screwed. So usually when people have a problem, they've, they've been running this course for not a year, not a month, not two years, not three years, but five, six, seven years. And so they've been digging a gradual, slow hole. They've been Dang. turning the, the the boiling up for five, six, seven years, right? And and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I can't get another credit line. Oh, I can't get a promotion at work. Oh, I'm stressed out. Oh, I can't make rent. And that's when the ostrich's head comes out of the ground and you're <laughs> like, oh, we have a problem here, guys, right? So usually it's stop the hem like hemorrhage the bleeding. And then let's figure out how to make a little bit extra money and do it in humble ways, right? Like mm. real estate's sexy. And most people that get into real estate are going to fail. So I don't think that's the answer for most people. Wow. I love the honesty here. I do. I believe in real estate. I flipped over 150 acres of land. I flipped houses. But the reality is, is if you don't have money and you're in debt and you're going to go buy a house, let's say to flip. House is what, $400,000? So you have no money. So now you're going to take on $400,000 of debt or ask somebody else for $400,000. Now you got to figure out how to manage a crew, materials, supplies, market it, right? It's a whole, it's very complex. But make more money in simple ways. Don't worry about making the $50,000, $100,000 to get you out of debt. How can we make an extra $1,000? How can we make an extra $1, right? Is can you make something and sell it? Is there a service that you can sell? Can you do consulting? Can you go take trash out at a freaking office and do office cleaning in the evening? Can you drive your car and go drive Uber Eats or Uber or something to make an extra $100 today? Side hustle, baby. That's what a side hustle. Get that side hustle going, right? An extra $100 a week, $400 a month. That pays at least one or two credit card bills, right? For now sure. we can start like most people need to be honest with themselves and realize it took seven years to get in this situation and to get out of it in a month is completely unrealistic. Dude, it really is like, and that's sometimes I love that you talk about the whole $7 for Starbucks with a compounding 24% interest. Like it really does add up over years. Like people don't think about it. Uh, Brett Kuhn says vampire subscriptions need to be considered too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something that those monthly trial subs that we're signed up for, you know, silently sucking 10 bucks a month. Dude, I, I know all of us have those like 10 bucks a month. And then we, or it's a trial period. And then it goes to 40 bucks a month or all the subscriptions from every freaking TV service from Hulu to Netflix, Disney Plus, blah, blah, blah. Everything is a, is a subscription now. And it's just crazy. It is, mm -hmm. Brett, Brett, that's a great comment. So I love this idea too, uh, Matt, of creating just a little bit of extra opportunity. Like you're not needing to go make thousands. And most of the time that's unrealistic. It's just a few mm -hmm. hundred bucks more that can make a big difference, especially when you're starting to pay down some of those credit cards as you start focusing on them. I mean, the Dave Ramsey, everybody's the Dave Ramsey, uh, that snowball trying to figure that out. But it, it is just simple things like this that I think people should be really mindful of in the times, you know, the, everybody's talking about a looming recession. Everybody's talking about inflation, but it's little mind like practices like this that we keep in our mind that can really help us stay safe and not even get into those situations because avoiding them is way better than trying to dig out from them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, 
So I want to, maybe as we start to come to the tail end of this, what are some of the best practices? We kind of focus, I don't want to say we focus on the negative, like these things, but what are some of the things that you recommend that are like, Hey, maybe start here. Maybe if you are, have gotten yourself in this situation or to avoid it, what are some best practices that people should be focused on right now? All right. So let's just assume somebody's like pretty good, right? Maybe yeah. a couple of thousand dollars in credit card debt. I feel like that's normal. You want to be around 10% utilization, sure. all this stuff, right? If you're like, solid you've got some extra money in the bank and you're going to start a business or you have a business and you're not quite sure how to build a financial structure or whatever that looks like um don't do everything out of one bank account this is more for business it can be applied to personal but i'm shifting to business now perfect so don't do everything out of one bank account because what do we do when we make decisions in business the reality is is three to five percent of business owners actually get a PL every month of those three to five percent, very few know how to read it. Okay. Once you start making moves in business, you realize how few people are actually successful in business. And it starts to make sense because the ones that are successful get PLs and balance sheets and know what's going on in their business. So hmm. now let's be real three to five percent get PLs. The people that don't get PLs have a bank account. And what do they do to make decisions? They open their Chase app, their US bank app. They say, hey, how much money do I have in this thing, right? And then come Friday or the first of the month, oh, shoot, I'm short on rent. Let me just pull some money out. Come April 15th, oh, shoot, we have to pay taxes again this year. Like we have the last seven years. We haven't prepared for this, though. Let's pull some money out of that bank account. Oh, we have materials. Oh, let's put it on the credit card, right? It's very reactive mode when you have one bank account sure because i'm going to say this again in another way you have 50 grand in a bank account okay how much money do we have allocated for taxes how much money do we have allocated for the day-to-day operations the the operational expense of the business how much money do we have allocated to pay me as the president and ceo of the company Right. How much money do we have to pay our shareholders? Even if you're the business owner and you are a hundred percent shareholder, you need to start treating this like a business. How much do we have allocated for the shareholders? Mm. How much do we have allocated towards growing the company, right? That marketing budget, that growth, the next building, acquiring an, a new employee, like expansion, right? Is 50 grand in one bank account. I don't know. So now when I'm making decisions off of a $50,000 number i have to do mental math and then i'm like kind of frustrated and confused where when we extrapolate those and you have an opex account where 30 to 50 percent your expense you know of your income goes to right boom if you need to make operational can we afford it look in that opex account it doesn't change your habit you can still open your banking app you don't need to learn how to read a PL. You don't need to learn how to do bookkeeping. You don't need to hire another bookkeeper. You don't need to hire another team member. It's very simple. Money comes into an income account. Then we move it to an OPEX account, an owner's comp account, a profit account, a tax account. And then boom, we have these little buckets that we can make decisions out of. So when you talk to your CPA, hey, your tax bill is going to be 10 grand. It's not like, oh, 10 grand. Am I going to be able to afford this? It's Oh, cool. How much is in the tax account? Eight grand. Cool. We can come up with another two. Dude. Or hey, there's 12 grand in the, the tax account. Perfect. We have a little bit extra for next year. Dude, this is like, that seems so simple, but it's so profound because how many, I guarantee most people are like, 
the fact that you said three to five percent look at a profit and loss of PL is crazy. Like I, I know our team does it, but if you don't want to do that in your business, if you want to be able to like, eh, I don't have to worry about that. What Matt just spoke about. This is why I want to have Matt on the on the call, just because I'm like, these are the little things we don't think about. That's why we have experts. That's why we have people that can help us. We're all experts in our field of mortgage or real estate or whatever it is, but we don't think about the back end of this. Most of us are terrible. Like I am a te- I will be very honest. You, you've heard me talk about the show. I'm terrible with finances. That's why I have a CFL. That's why I have somebody run our finances and and do some of these practices that Matt, Matt's talking about because. If I was running the show, I'm just, I'm the bank account guy. I'm the chase guy that pulls up the chase app. Hey, well, you know, what's going on here? So, so this has been absolutely brilliant, Matt. I appreciate you coming on the show. Guys, if you have questions, I'm going to post Matt's information below. Reach out to Matt over at REI Bookkeepers because they can help you with these things. We just started to touch the tip of the iceberg here, but finances are so critically important, especially in times right now. Maybe your business is struggling a bit. Maybe you slowed down. So being able to look at these things, being able to ha- have an expert like Matt and their team help you, Make sure you reach out to this. This has been absolutely brilliant, Matt. I appreciate you willing to come on the show and sharing your expertise. This has been this has been a lot of fun too. You've shared some like hard truths with people here, so I appreciate it. Of course, man. We got to be truthful. The first thing, you know, you always ask you ask me what the first thing is, and I got really technical. But the first thing is is, is realizing there's a problem, right? Ooh. And and when you do realize that, I just want to put this out there: like a real leader is humble. A real leader is courageous and sometimes that courage is saying hey guys we're in a bad situation right and give yourself credit for that right don't don't beat yourself up for what happened for the last however long just be like hey we're in a bad situation and i want to honor myself for being able to admit that because that's the hard thing we have an ego and the hardest thing about this whole thing isn't executing it the execution is relatively simple but it's getting over that psychological fear and that that humbleness in our ego. So like, just keep that in check and surround yourself with people who love you through these times, right? Reach out and have a supportive team because that's the hardest part of this whole, this whole thing is humbling yourself. Because it's easy that we can joke and be like, oh, I'd be terrible at this because I would be terrible at this too. I have a team that implements my system for me because right. I want to do this, right? I want to meet Josh. I want to go meet with people, go hang out and go do deals. But in, when we work with people, that's hands down the hardest thing. And mm. as simple as it seems, the masters are just mastered the basics and they do it over and over again. And they're advanced because they don't ever not do the basics. Oh, So, dude, just keep keep going. Times are tough, guys. Like, and be humble about that. Stay humble. Repeat every day. There you go. We just, that's there's, it. Stay that's humble. All. Or, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a hat. Shred. Stay, stay humble. humble. There we yeah. go. It's going down. We're gonna start a whole new life. I love it, Matt. This has been incredible, guys. Like he said, if you guys have questions, this is not sponsored by REI Bookkeepers. I just when when him and I had a conversation, I'm like, people need to know this. This is something that we do not discuss enough. So reach out to Matt and his team if you guys have questions. If you need, if you have needs, he is the one that can help you with this. Matt, you're the freaking man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it and appreciate everybody joining us for this show. We hope you have an incredible weekend. And as always, we appreciate you. We love you. And now it's time for all of you to go shred. Stay humble. Repeat every day. See ya.